0: The Nordic Model is a name that we give to a legal system um, that comes from Scandinavia. It uh, was originally implemented in Sweden in 1999. It purports to be this very progressive feminist model um, that kind of offers a solution to prostitution. The ideal is you decriminalise the sex worker and instead you criminalise clients uh, and managers. It has appeal because it sounds intuitively correct that we right the wrongs in society by going after perpetrators and punishing them. Like we, we, we are like marinating in a society that is obsessed with the idea of punishment as deterrent and the idea that that's effective. And the Nordic model makes a villain out of clients and exploitative managers. And I think there's something that feels satisfying about that. If you make it harder for sex workers to earn money, then that harms them because it makes them poorer. Making someone poorer means that they're more likely to accept a client that they might otherwise have rejected. You know, They're more likely to get into a car more quickly because they need to keep that client, even though he seems jumpy and weird and they're feeling kind of spaced out. And a distinction that we sometimes have to make with the criminalisation of the client and the way that it effectively makes sex workers poorer is that that's not a bug in the design, that's not a flaw. That is how the law is supposed to work. When the Nordic model makes it harder for sex workers to get clients, it's working as it's intended to. The Nordic model retains criminalisation for people who sell sex. You know, if you look at Ireland, migrant women are receiving jail sentences for working together. People are being really aggressively prosecuted and deported and imprisoned and fined for selling sex, functionally. When you make it harder for sex workers to earn money, you make them poorer, and therefore you make them less safe. And that's what gets lost when we talk about the Nordic model as this feminist project. The Nordic model makes sex workers poorer, and therefore it makes them less safe. That's
1: it.
2: Oh, oh it wasn't recording yet.
1: Oh, I thought, right. you were tell- I thought you were testing my mic, actually.
2: Yeah, yeah I was. and then you said, and I was like, oh, well, that's a, that's a double check. <laughs> but I was behind it.
1: Oh, all right, then. All right. Um, you want to make fun of a uh, Nordic model now with me?
2: Oh, oh, is that like an organization or something?
1: Yeah, kind of. Yeah.
2: Nordic model now. Yes. Right now. Right now. They mean it. They mean it. In good faith? No. Oh, not, oh, at, all. not, not at all. Not good faith. They're the unfaithful. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they're a, uh, I believe, UK-based org, and they um, are obviously pushing for the Nordic model, which has been proven time and time again to not actually be helpful um, or protect vulnerable people because it does increase uh, police harassment, it increases state surveillance, and puts sex workers in more desperate positions because the clients are criminalized. But that also means you then have fewer clients, which means you may have to... um, you know, take less money, you lose the ability to negotiate, things like that. So we've talked about the Nordic model a ton of times, but it's always just good to have a little refresher. And also, the Nordic model is super racist. I don't know why I'm the only person who remembers the bar case. Um, There was a bar in Norway, and Asian women were not allowed inside. And when they sued for racial discrimination, the owner said, well, because they were Asian, I assumed they were sex workers and I was just doing my part to end demand. And if I think someone is a sex worker, I shouldn't have to let them in. And he won. And the women appealed. And he won again. So, you know, it's just interesting that they're trying to push the Nordic model in the United States considering our history of racial segregation. Like, fuck the Civil Rights Act, I guess. Anyways. So, Nordic Model Now has this article, I'm using that term very loosely here, um, up, and it is titled, How the British Establishment Was Captured by Sex Work Lobbyists, and of course, sex work is in scare quotes. Uh, the introduction and promotion of the sex work and sex worker terminology was part of a deliberate attempt by international lobbyists for the prostitution industry to change its image from seedy and exploitative to something apparently wholesome and healthy. That's absolutely not true. The term was invented by Carol Lee, who was herself a sex worker, to talk about the fact that what sex workers are doing is work and sex workers need worker protections and labor protections like all their workers do. Um, I don't yeah it's <laughs> like we're already off to a bad start and that was the first paragraph so the propaganda it's wild
2: yeah and wholesome is like it's a it's wholesome is I want to say like it's an emotional word yeah and they're you they're using it abusively yeah like really wholesome no, who No who's going for that like quote me the person who said I'm saying this word because I want it to be wholesome
1: and healthy and wholesome, h- wholesome and healthy
2: I would go with healthy. Yeah, more safety. Yeah, safety is good. Yeah, safety is directly related to health.
1: But I also guarantee that they're using the term wholesome and healthy because they've been getting pushback about the empowerment thing. Hmm. So something that a lot of the Nordic Model supporters say is like, well, you can't teach these girls that sex work is empowering. And sex workers are like, this isn't about empowerment. This is about safety while working, right? Like you're the ones who kind of push the idea that this is about empowerment sex workers, that's really not a thing that's coming up when we're talking about activism. And even if it was, and I think this is why they're trying to step back from that language a little bit, is if you really think about it, who feels empowered at their job? Yeah. So if you're going to argue that um, you need to be empowered before you can have rights, now all of a sudden a lot of other industries are going to start having things to say. So I think they're trying to move uh, to wholesome and healthy because they're getting pushback over empowerment
2: finally. All right, well, we're as it tends to go, the good faith actors that actually research are smarter than them, so we'll smash that language down, too. Yep. So get your think tanks in order.
1: <laughs> uh, the, su- the success of that project is only too evident, as this terminology now dominates not only the media, but also many UN bodies and agencies, uh, including the WHO, UNAIDS, ILO, UNFPA, and more, and almost all key institutions in England and Wales, including the police, universities, and the Home Office. Uh, which uses the sex work terminology even when referring to victims of sex trafficking. I would like to see the evidence on that. Because yeah, these people are yeah who, who?
2: Yeah, why aren't you naming names? Which we we point to that in like a multitude of stories and assertions pre- presented by certain peoples and certain groups and mm-hmm. and whatnot, right? Certain uh, lobbies, mm-hmm. real lobbies that actually like have <laughs> funding behind them, right, and are actually in state houses, in the Senate House, and in the House of Congress actually lobbying lawmakers and it's like um when when people point out things like cities burned to the ground Mm -hmm. show me a city (laughs) burned to the ground that sounds ridiculous yep right like let's just note that 9-11 wasn't a city burned to the ground, right? And three fat th- what three thousand people was uh-huh. the the f- official total died from that? You know three thousand g- give not take, right? Three thousand and some, and a city did not burn to the ground. That was two buildings, and the Pentagon, and somebody somewhere will tell you about Building Seven, and I'm sure they sell crypto. <laughs> <laughs> and, but like yeah, so show me just two buildings smashed and how that would make global news and be something that changes a trajectory of culture and legislation for decades Mm -hmm. or even a century to come. It's not happening. And just like that, where they're saying someone's calling it wholesome or something, Mm -hmm. they would show you the examples ad nauseum if they existed. Oh, absolutely. They would be ecstatic to show you. Yeah.
1: Um, This is a catastrophe because the term sex work, every time they say sex work, it's in quotes, by the way, (laughs) Uh, because the term sex work implicitly positions prostitution as a normal job, which, which suggests that it is ethical and harmless. Let me talk to you about capitalism for a minute, my children. Yeah. How many of you are working ethical jobs
2: that are harmless
1: that are harmless? See, and this is the problem with, like, pretending, because they don't want you to think that sex work is allowed to be work. Because once you start really digging into their arguments about what their problems with sex work is, they are suddenly applicable to every other industry. Yeah. Are sweatshops ethical? Are they work? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just asking. Is uh, fracking work?
2: Well, that I mean, McDo- that McDonald's in Florida where the manager made the um, the teenage uh, girls on staff have sex with him to get more hours? That was, was that an ethical, safe, healthy job? I'm just asking. And you want the sex workers there so that they won't be sexually exploited anymore. Right. With that guy. With that guy. And all the other that guys.
1: That's always been one of the biggest things. And this is like, this is when they block me online. But my whole thing is like, you want to say that, you know, men who buy sex are like demented and crazy and sexual predators and all those things. I'm like, okay, I I don't agree, but let's just for a moment, let's just go with that. Let's Mm -hmm. say that's true. How do you think those men treat other women they see in other facets of their life? Would you trust that guy? If Buying sex makes you some weirdo sexual pervert predator. Why would you trust that guy to be a manager alone with a 17-year-old girl in the stockroom? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. But anyway. Block. Block. <laughs> <laughs> is this your account is run by a pimp? You're not even a real person. <sighs> um, so they don't like the term sex work because it positions prostitution as a normal job, which which suggests that it is ethical and harmless. Unlike being a soldier, for example, because that is both ethical and harmless. Um as a result, many marginalized girls and young women consider prostitution a viable option, typically with disastrous results, and men see buying sex is not fundamentally different from paying for a haircut. Yeah, exchange of services. Okay. Well, yeah.
2: Don't worry. The, the WikiLeaks article with the sex workers committing war crimes is coming.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, we are committing war crimes because we are Hamas because several sex worker-led coalitions have come out in support of Palestine. So actually we are committing war crimes because we're Hamas.
2: Oh God, someone that does needlepoint is gonna put Hamas.
1: Oh my it's,
2: God. It's coming.
1: It's coming. Um, Someone please do that. I actually kind of <laughs> want that. Uh, Another problem is that sex work, the term sex work, is used to refer to a wide variety of activities ranging from in-person prostitution, now often referred to as full service sex work through sugar dating, lap dancing, stripping, and webcamming. Yeah, because all those things are sex work. If you work in the medical, not everyone in the medical field is a doctor, right? But you still work in the medical field, right?
2: Yeah, but they get groomed into being doctors by being nurses. (laughs) Right. Yeah. right.
1: Right. Like, not everybody who works at a law firm is a lawyer. Some people are support staff. You might be a mailroom clerk, or you might be a receptionist, or yeah. a paralegal. Like, yeah, that's why we have the term sex work. It's meant to be broad on purpose to encompass everybody. And also because what rights are you uh, going to give to full service sex workers that would hurt strippers, for example? Right, we're all in it together, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, such a weird argument. So, yeah, apparently they're mad because full-service sex work, sugar dating, lap dancing, stripping, and webcamming, selling nude photos, and used underwear via the internet are all sex work. Apparently, this is a problem for some reason. Mm-hmm. Similarly, the term sex worker, uh, the term sex worker is uh, not used just to refer to those doing full-service prostitution, but also to those involved in a whole range of activities now included in the sex work term, many of which do not involve physical contact. Well, yeah, because you're still a sex worker. (laughs) The sex worker term is even used for those who facilitate and profit from these activities. This is a lie, (laughs) including pimps. Again, if there were examples of sex workers calling their pimps, because allegedly we all have pimps. Right. But if there was evidence of sex workers saying that pimps are also sex workers, you would have those tweets, you would have those videos, you would have those screenshots you're saying that that would we be the name. Th- their
2: that. name would be the name of your Netflix documentary. <laughs> and yeah. would you would get paid more than Dave Chappelle to produce it.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I don't even know what they're talking about with that one. Uh, promoters of the sex industry insist that everyone must listen to sex workers, but many of the loudest voices claiming to be sex workers claiming to be sex workers. Ah, see, told you they always call you a pimp in the end.
2: Right. And I also think of the, uh, um, like where you said uh, they don't like all of them being sex workers. Yeah. And these people believe in hierarchies and they also believe in separation, right? Like now it's like, oh goodness, let me go ahead and put on the tin foil kufi mm-hmm. and be like, look, they're here to divide and conquer family, right? <laughs> they don't want the person uh, doing the, the stripping in solidarity with the person doing full service with the person in solidarity with the one on the camera. Yeah. Right. They want the one on the camera to look down on the stripper and the stripper to look down on the full service sex worker. That's absolutely true. Yeah.
1: Um, so promoters, uh, say that everyone must listen to sex workers, but the loudest voices claiming to be sex workers are not representative of the, uh, representative of the vast
2: majority of prostituted women. Oh, the Anita Sarkeesian language. (sighs) All right, now that is tropes in gaming. The system. Hmm.
1: Uh, they may not have experienced in-person prostitution themselves, and maybe even may even be prof- profiting from prostitution of others. So I just want to point out that this is one of those we should have just kept reading because that's what you just said, right? (laughs) They don't want sex workers to be in solidarity with each other because a big part of the reason that like, for example, online performers or porn performers have more of a voice is because what they're doing is legal. If you're doing full service sex worker, depending what country you're in and what, you know, where you're working, there's a good chance that your work is criminalized which means you're taking a risk by coming up and speaking out about it. But what you can do is reach out to certain porn performers, certain, uh, you know, cam girls, certain people who do stripping, other types of legal work, and they will help boost your voice, boost your experiences, boost your words, boost your stories from the safety of them being legal. So, yeah.
2: But you know, her. right? Do same folks—they would—they would, they would not—they'd be like, "Hey, poor person that lives in an apartment, don't be in solidarity with the homeless person. They're beneath you. They're beneath you. And also pay the bank fee. But they're beneath you. They're beneath you. I'm raising your rent. They're beneath you.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh
2: This is the sheriff here to evict you. You're one of them now, new tenant. <laughs> they're beneath you. Yep. <laughs> yep.
1: And then this is what made me want to cover uh, this. Again, I'm using the term article very loosely. This ah. is just like an angry, biased blog post. Um, <laughs> this fucking paragraph. The prostitution industry is a vast, ruthless capital enterprise.
2: Whoa. Well, words again. Once more.
1: The prostitution industry is a vast, ruthless capitalist enterprise.
2: Man. I had no <laughs> idea that Hola Burton was uh, Dick Cheney's actual oh. company. Oh, that's Aww. why that's his name see now no. we know now you're thinking, now you're thinking.
1: <laughs> um so I, okay but, so you are acknowledging that capitalism is the problem here but you're still willing to push sex workers into other industries run by capitalists
2: no because they're they're not capital they said set what was the words once more <laughs> the
1: prostitution industry is okay. a vast ruthless capitalist
2: enterprise that's right okay not uh not mcdonald's not nope. walmart nope all you know, right uh the, well the pentagon I, I would call the pentagon a business because i can mm-hmm. So freedom of speech they works they have a business i don't know the name because uh, oh, i've only known the names of like the contractors no the they years. have a um
1: they have a Oh God, I can't can't remember the name of it now. I will look it up though. But yeah, no, they have their own company that's involved with prison labor. And that's why the inmates make so much military equipment.
2: Yeah. Like, that's uh, right. The helmets. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, and now I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, no, there is actually a corporation affiliated with the federal government. (laughs) Okay. I had to pause it for a second to look it up. It's called unicorn. Um, Oh, my God, their website is so disgusting. It's a life-changing correctional program that has a profound impact on everyone in the community. Uh, Unicor is the trade name for the Federal Prison Industries, which is a wholly owned government corporation established by Congress June 23, 1934. Again, it is a company owned by the federal government that enforces prison labor, so you have to make equipment for police and law enforcement and military. Yeah. Also, they make handcuffs, too. I can't tell you how fucking pissed off I would be if I was in prison and had to make fucking handcuffs. That is...
2: Hey, oof. Right. No comment. <sighs> uh, wowzers. Yeah, that is... Welcome to the fucking PTSD there, bucko. <sighs> yeah, but but yet and still, it's actually... <laughs>
1: it's actually not capitalist.
2: Prostitution.
1: <laughs> right
2: that is actually like they're under the boot uh-huh, all right uh-huh. the high-heeled boot the high-heeled boot and yeah. if i understand the misogyny correctly or even i don't know if it's just an industry thing the clear yes, high-heeled the boot. clear
1: heels yeah is
2: that is that industry or is that just what misogynists say i don't know that's kind of industry hmm yeah because i think i what i i think i heard like old black boomers and gen xers say it yeah like, i know i heard chris rock say it in the 90s i know that definitely mm-hmm. yeah yeah so the so that's what they're under. That's what under and it's clear so that they can actually have to look up and see like oh that's right big prostitution is on our next voice yeah that's mm-hmm. why we have to go bomb brown people it is like yeah. everyone knows that yeah you see
1: Uh, So the prostitution industry is a vast, ruthless, capitalist enterprise in which the raw material is mostly young women and the customers are almost
2: entirely men. Way to dehumanize.
1: This is uplifting and humanizing for women everywhere.
2: Who the hell is calling women raw material?
1: I have said it before and I will say it again. You will rarely see more misogyny coming out of a woman than... if she's, like, a swurf, um, the anti-prostitution, rad femme, like, those, where those circles all intersect, I have never seen more misogyny in my life. Oh. And they'll argue, and, like, I'm completely serious about this, because um, this has happened to me on social media, like, more times than I can count. They'll argue that they have a right to say dehumanizing things to you because you're a sex worker and because that's what your clients say about you, so they should be allowed to say it about you, too.
2: I have, I, I... I have some interesting news for you folks about what men in general say about women, no matter how they pay their bills.
1: No, it's different. No, no, no sex workers make men be misogynistic.
2: Okay. Cause um, when some feller from Queens, New York that had a job in the white house for a little while, he went on a, a audio cassette tape I think it was an audio cassette tape, Memorex or something, TDK, mm-hmm. and was recorded talking about grabbing folks by the P word. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I sound like Ben Shapiro now. The by, by the P word. And uh, she was not a sex worker. No. That So that is, to my understanding, that's a big job that that guy from Queens, New York had. <laughs> it
1: was. My <laughs> understanding, he was the leader of the free world for four years.
2: Yeah, a well-known figure. I haven't even said their name or the job title, and you know. <laughs> That's how well-known this person is. So what, you think all the other individuals that work under them all the way down to, like, crossing guard? Mm-hmm. Are they're just the leave-it-to-beaver guys, huh?
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. So apparently women are raw material. All right. Raw material. Profits are typically huge for the large corporate pimps,
2: corporate pimps corporate, pim- corporate pimps corporate pimps this i <laughs> it makes you want to stop recording and go sit down and write punchlines, because yeah as again you were right you have to make fun of this yeah this is stupid
1: and these people pull in like more money than i will ever see in my lifetime
2: my god fascists have it so easy mm-hmm. they don't have to make sense they don't have to make an effort they no. can just <laughs> pfft, diarrhea attempted words and alleged sentences and boom $5 million grant what do you need you gotta pay some overhead here's a fleet of black SUVs get out there and stop prostitution well, to my, well corporate corporate, corporate pimps. pimps of this what is it, a, a vast capitalist empire whatever the hell they called it (laughs) It was um
1: a vast ruthless capitalist enterprise
2: like to some degree that's like some bizarre twisted patriotism you're basically saying sex workers are america (sighs) like are sex workers at the un
1: i mean sometimes we get allowed to speak there but it's not like there's a lobby there (laughs) you know um so, I, what the fuck? Okay, so there's large corporate pimps, the organized crime and human trafficking networks,
2: and the one-man band pimps alike. One-man band? Every single... <laughs> I'm, I'm talking with a list for now. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. Every single thing... I'm doing a Mike Tyson impression here. Say it once more. <laughs> this is... Come on, man.
1: Okay, 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 okay. Okay, two sentences. I'm gonna just straight through the two sentences, okay? Yes. The prostitution industry is a vast, ruthless, capitalist enterprise in which the raw material is mostly young women and the customers are almost entirely men. Profits are typically huge for the large corporate pimps, the organized crime and human trafficking networks, and the one-man band pim- pimps alike.
2: One-man-band pimps. That's the name of my rock band. Like, that's it, like... Who, which BoJack Horseman writer sold out and ghost wrote that for the one-man-band <laughs> pimps? One man banned in the stand with a hand grand and a grand dam. <laughs> Get out of here. Hey, now, um, now next thing you know, sex workers are stealing a meal from Neil McBeal, the Navy SEAL.
1: Well, yeah.
2: <laughs> Jesus.
1: Uh but also like, again, what you were saying, like, if they had evidence of these things, it would be everywhere. Please yeah. tell me the last time you heard of a corporate pimp. And I don't mean a CEO.
2: Right. Like if the the closest you're going to get to that is like Snoop Dogg in 2002. <laughs> nah, I don't know it, if that's corporate enough. Yeah. But huh? Yeah. No, because it's not legal. I know. It can't be corporate. I know. <laughs> Jesus.
1: But then also like if there was a, a pimp corporation, what's the name of it? Who's the head pimp in charge? Who's the bottom bitch? If it exists, like, tell me the names, name the names. Yeah. uh,
2: No, no. My good. And considering how much like sexual abuse and harassment is going on at every other job outside of sex work, Mm -hmm. like the real corporate pimps are capitalists in general. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Like, that, there's your human trafficking right there, across the board. Mm-hmm. Hell, to my understanding, some time ago there was this whole transatlantic trade thing, and now I have a European name.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's different. Hmm. It's different.
2: Why am I this hue of brown and not a darker hue? <laughs> I think there was some corporate pimping there. <laughs> Look
1: at me. Shit. Right.
2: <clears throat> yes. Hair is still nappy as hell. Oh God.
1: And right. It's it's wa- that, sorry. That noise was because it's wash day and I've been procrastinating all oh, day. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've just been procrastinating. I don't want to do Pop it. Pop
2: them naps colored warm. <sighs>
1: Uh, In most capitalist endeavors, something is sold once, but in prostitution, pimps sell women and girls over and over and over again, meaning their profits can be eye-watering.
2: How the hell can you sell one thing over and over and over again?
1: because sex work is selling your body and that's why you're a prostituted woman because you aren't allowed to like go home with your vagina once you've done sex work like they just keep it it's like you know it's a detachable vagina they just keep it
2: the second clients are some really open-minded people because the first client just leaves with the whole body yeah so now you just have this sort of it's like it's like cortana in the in the master <laughs> chief on the Halo <laughs> video game. Right, the sex workers. It's, it's like, what well, what's that, that program? The Black Mirror. Yeah. Right, like the whole sex worker's mind is just a computer chip that you load in. Mm-hmm. And the other one's just like, now I'm just gonna listen to ASMR, you telling me what it was like when you sold your body. Ugh, what the hell? It's goofy.
1: And then also like the idea that in capitalist endeavors, something is sold once. If something is only sold once, you would never have
2: repeat customers. And this is the part where we start talking about, um... Uh, Who was it? Uh, Not General Electric. uh, The one that made the the indestructible appliances.
1: Oh, Maytag.
2: Yeah, Maytag. Maytag. (laughs) Yeah. Let that be your Maytag tangent. (laughs) 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 It's like that's someone who's... uh, They found a way to sell something over and over and over. Ah, jeez.
1: I actually did almost go on another Maytag tangent because uh, someone was posting a refrigerator they have that's still working, and it's from, like, 1952. Ooh. <laughs> fucking Make Uh Um However, the women, the raw materials.
2: Wait, yeah, this would be accurate.
1: Uh, out here just calling women raw materials. The raw
2: materials.
1: Come on, man. However, the women, the raw materials rarely escape poverty. Most of them enter prostitution poor and end up even poorer. Oh, there's a hyperlink. let's see what this leads me to. Uh, a review of literature on sex workers and social exclusion. Oh, so it's the social exclusion that's making them poor. Got
2: Thank, it. thank goodness all those other workers escape poverty. Well,
1: yes, obviously. Um, just scanning it to see if I could figure out where the. All right, let's. Let me just skip to page four of this thing. Yes. Um, page four. Um... Because this is about the economic
2: part. Uh, this is the, was that hyperlink? This that is the hyperlink, there.
1: yeah. Uh, let's see. Sex workers refuse to the, re, ooh, nah, refers to those engaged in prostitution. Yeah. Uh, sex work is a wide range of activities to exchange money for sexual service. Yeah. Uh, he is working it out. I am. Exact number is, because it's like, it's one of those like super long like PDFs I'm just oh. trying to figure out, like, where the money part is. PDFs are for the real nerds. They are. <laughs> uh, women make up the majority of the sex work population. Okay, sex workers come from a... Now, what did, that... what did I just read? What did they say? Sex workers start poor and end up poorer?
2: Yeah, that's how that's how making money works.
1: Sex workers... This is their hyperlink. This, this is what they linked it to when they said that sentence. Oh, no. Sex workers come from a wide range of socioeconomic contexts. For example, small numbers of students engage in sex work to help fund their studies, the number of which are thought to have increased with the introduction of top-up tuition fees. This goes against the general assumption that sex workers originate from lower socioeconomic backgrounds. This goes against the general assumption that sex workers originate from lower socioeconomic backgrounds. This is why you always click the hyperlink, folks. (laughs)
2: this was all funny and stupid. And then now, now you're reading coherent sentences. I know. Right. Like, like oh. all the comedy got sucked out of the room. Don't, and don't, the, don't if... worry. We're going back to the original. Oh Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. All right. Okay. Uh, anyways. So that was their hyperlink that uh, didn't actually suggest what they said, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but also with a host of additional problems caused by physical, emotional, and psychic trauma, psychic trauma, yeah. All right. Uh, a few years ago, a British man who was convicted of sex trafficking was reported as making 1.6 million pounds a year from the exploitation of the prostitution of women in his brothels. Evidence suggests that pimps and traffickers. See, pimps and traffickers. Man, I'm telling you, every time they say pimp, they mean a non-white person. Yeah. Uh, pimps and traffickers. Ah, huh,
2: yeah, yeah. My bad. I cut you off. Oh, there, but like you, Yeah, you went and light bulbed the hell out of it, right? Because the pimps, let's, you know, shiny suits. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some sort of big fur around it uh, Some sort of uh, gaudy sunglasses A walking cane that is gold-plated and whatnot Mm -hmm. And then a trafficker is, uh, you know, kind of a a rustic white man yeah, You know, scruffy about about the chin Well,
1: it's what happens when you're a British man who runs illegal brothels Because they didn't call him a pimp, they called him a trafficker
2: Right, so like I'm supposed to picture Jason Statham Right You know what I'm saying?
1: Uh, evidence suggests that pimps and traffickers okay, in the UK can gain around 20,000 uh, rev- £20, pounds of revenue per month for each women they pimp. Let me see. Another hyperlink. Do they really
2: put women they pimp? Yeah. Each yeah. women they pimp. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. Those, and that's, I know people gonna be like, ah, you know, you can't critique grammar and whatnot. Well, I mean, I know no one's saying you can't. But like how it can be classist or something like that. But Mm -hmm. when it's someone of such an ideology and they're ignorant and acting in bad faith and also arrogant and rude and actually trying to cause harm, it is extra glaring when those mistakes are made. Absolutely. I can't pretend that that's not a fact-based fact.
1: Yeah. Um... Okay, and like I said, so it went to from the, they hyperlinked and the person that they was in their hyperlink had to go to another hyperlink. You <laughs> grimy motherfuckers. Okay, yes. hold on. This just pissed me off. Um, So they said that you can get uh, $20,000 uh, a month for trafficking, right? And they linked to this RUSI.org and it's about modern slavery. Okay. In cases of commercial sexual exploitation, recent cases show that revenues for a person could be around 20,000 pounds per month, right? So this is where the Nordic model now pulled the stat from, obviously. Yeah. But the RUSI people have a hyperlink where it says recent cases show. I click the hyperlink. <clears throat> Would you like to know what the headline of the hyperlink is because it's a news article?
2: Oh, like uh, like straight up news, mm-hmm, straight real news. Head, no headline. What is it?
1: Husband and wife are jailed for twelve years for trafficking women into UK to work in brothels and selling cocaine and crystal meth. Oh, j- that's Jesus. why they made twenty thousand dollars a month because they were also drug dealers.
2: Were they selling the cocaine over and over and over again? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but see, I'm serious, and this is why. Like you. You have to, like, fact check every single thing these people say because they're always lying. Yep. you gotta
2: bump yourself up the line of the narrative.
1: Yeah, so $20,000 uh, $20, for the women they pimp, but then you find out that $20,000 is based on one case of people who were also selling crystal meth
2: and they were selling two types of drugs and now you want to talk about class divide they were like we're going to go here and sell this cocaine mm-hmm. we're going to go out here and sell this meth
1: mm-hmm. let's handle this business and I also just want to note like the case they picked the people were Asian who got arrested so you know ah, whatever it's totally, I'm it, sure that was a fluke it's like
2: watching that movie Gran Torino
1: <sighs> yeah I'm sure that like white people in the UK don't sell drugs hmm. no well, why would they uh, they say this is more than many people earn in a year. Yeah, is it a little? Is it little wonder? Oh, I'm sorry. It is little wonder then that pimping and sex trafficking are rife in the UK, especially considering they are rarely prosecuted and the country's severe economic inequality and entrenched poverty. Oh, so your back to capitalism is actually a problem. You just uniquely hate sex workers for trying to survive.
2: Okay. Yep.
1: The large corporate pimps.
2: Large now they're large. They're large. Large corporate (laughs) pimps
1: include the prostitution advertising websites. So OnlyFans is a pimp. Yes. What? What?
2: Yeah, OnlyFans is like OnlyFans. Him, he, the the guy.
1: OnlyFans is a guy. (laughs) Uh, two of the biggest examples in the UK are Viva Street and Adult Work whose annual revenues at the time of writing uh, are about $36 million US and $5 million respectively, that is quite a gap one company makes 5 and the other one makes 36 alright OnlyFans, an online platform for paywalled mostly sexually explicit content uh, has made an annual profit of $525 million in 2022 so OnlyFans is a corporate pimp though so like once you get in, you can't leave, right? Because yeah. is my understanding that's how pimping works, right? That
2: values can't leave.
1: Um, you're coerced into it. So only fans, like, they have representatives who like show up at your house and they're like, hey, you wanna make some money? Yeah. Is that... And then once you start, you're not allowed to leave and you have to give them 90% of your earnings, right? So 90-95%. And then you're at risk of physical abuse. Like if you don't produce enough content, like someone from OnlyFans is going to like, you know, show up on your doorstep with a baseball bat. Like what what is happening here?
2: Yeah. OnlyFans, uh, they put the, the pimp hand down.
1: <sighs>
2: I don't really know the vernacular. All
1: right. Fine. Okay. Apparently. It's not serious. Apparently websites are now pimps.
2: <laughs> Fine. Dot com.
1: Uh, By feeding men's sense of entitlement and and understanding of women as sexual commodities whose main role is serving men's needs for validation and sexual satisfaction, OnlyFans and other webcamming platforms, along with the prostitution, advertising, and pornography sites, play a major role in increasing the demand for prostitution that leads to trafficking.
2: Their only job is their job. Yeah, like when I worked in a restaurant, like I I served their needs to their satisfaction. That's, Yeah. (gasps) Like it, things are. I think you would say declining. If if we're really into this capitalism thing, into a service economy. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what everyone is doing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess well, there there are people going into scary yards with dogs trying to deliver DoorDash. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. How many pit bulls are just roaming around them yards and they're trying to get up to that porch and drop that bag off and hope there's a tip. Yes well whatever right.
1: that's that's not exploitation though it's only exploitation if sexual services are traded
2: yes yes
1: uh while OnlyFans rules forbid the site uh from uh you forbid using the site to arrange full service prostitution the ease of setting up an account okay you can't set what set one up without a legal id but okay uh and the way it has been glamorized normalized and misrepresented in the media is an easy way to make loads of money have all worked to lower the bar to entry into prostitution.
2: It's harder to set up an OnlyFans than it is to vote. (laughs) It actually
1: is. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, and while a minority of content creators do make considerable sums sums of money, the vast majority make very little. Yeah, that's actually true. Uh, having invested large amounts of time, emotional, and physical energy and money into using the platform, many women find they make practically nothing."
2: Oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, double mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. The first nonsense is, uh, the vast majority hardly make any money. I'm gonna say the word again. Capitalism. The vast majority of people doing any work make barely any of the money from that work. Most of the people that you see on the factory floor are barely making any money. The people in the office are making a little bit more. The people that stop by every month to check up on things are making a bit more and so on and so forth. What was the next part after that?
1: Uh, having invested large amounts of time, emotional and physical energy and money in using the platform, many women find they make practically nothing. Vast
2: amounts of time. Emo- like, don't, don't. So I just, yeah,
1: I, I can't. Okay. So this is a new paragraph, right? Yeah. Because the last sentence of the previous paragraph, um, said that, um, da, 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 it has been mis- misrepresented in the media is an easy way to make loads of money and have worked to lower the bar to entry into prostitution.
2: But lower now, the bar. To-
1: I know what they're talking about, right? So when they say, like, lower the bar to entry, that means, like, anyone can do it. But now you're saying they're using, they, they're investing large amounts of time, emotional, physical energy and money. If it's a low bar to entry, no, you're not. Or you don't have to. That's why it's a low bar to entry. Anyone with a smartphone, if you have, you know, the legal... Stuff together, like as far as IDs and signing up, but you can film OnlyFans videos and nudes from your cell phone. Yeah, they basically. That's why it's low bar to entry. That is why so many people do it, is because you don't have to have, uh, you know, a professional microphone and professional lighting and professional editing skills and software. You don't have to have those. That's why it's low bar to entry. Like, pick a struggle here, pick a lane. It can't be both low bar to entry and super expensive to set up.
2: Mm no, your honor, the, 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 the guy I pulled over was speeding in the parked car. <laughs> <He> was, <laughs> that's why I had to do it. <laughs> Basically what they're saying, like,
1: what is going on here?
2: And like right here, like if you've seen, um, you're listening to this, maybe you've seen Phoenix Khalid on the Swap News TikTok um, with a, I think like six to eight videos we've uploaded there. Uh, and um, and we used one of these uh, little ring light things mm-hmm. and it's like, a, what, maybe four feet tall or so and it's uh you know and the ring light it's pretty neat you just plug it into the USB the light comes on it's very bright and it's a soft light so i don't have to put an umbrella by it or anything it mm-hmm. doesn't glare off of Phoenix Collider's face it's a good light it was like under 20 bucks down at the down at the walmart's yeah like it's not no vast amount of nothing and folks are filming in their bedroom which they already have it's not like somebody went and got a job saved up check stubs got an apartment right put down first and last month's rent bought furniture and then the 799 ring light <laughs> <laughs> to invest into this they already had the living space that they're recording from they already own the means of production, right? Right, or or, or at least renting it, mm-hmm. right? As we get further into talking about capitalism, most folks are renting. But according, I guarantee you, these folks, if they start talking about housing, all of a sudden only sex workers are renters, mm-hmm. and every other worker owns. Yep.
1: Um, and then, there's no hyperlink on this one. It is hardly surprising, then, that many of them turn to full-service prostitution, especially as many women uh, report that male fans frequently hassle them to meet up in person for this purpose. See, the way- like, every fucking sentence is like a gish-gallop of propaganda. everyone. Okay, so show me a stat that says people aren't making money on OnlyFans so they go into full-service work. I'm not sure that that's the case. Actually, what I most people I know are people who are already doing full-service work who are doing OnlyFans as a side hustle. Yeah. Because they already do in-person work. Secondly, um, I- implying that because male fans hassle them to meet up in person suggests that they also do it. A lot of people don't do things that their fans always want them to do or what their subscribers want them to do yeah. just because someone asked you to meet up doesn't mean that they did it and this is like implying that every woman who gets propositioned accepts said proposition
2: Which again let's talk about women that aren't doing sex work i bet if you ask them if they're being propositioned by men when they're in the grocery store at the workplace on the bus on the train on the plane planes trains automobiles Right? Just walking down the street. I, I gotta wonder if these folks have ever heard of street harassment. Uh, They're coming across like they don't. It only
1: happens in red light districts, obviously.
2: Ah, yes. See, everywhere else, the men folk are well-behaved and on <laughs> their P's and their Q's at the same time. Yes.
1: Uh, only fans and webcamming are a gateway to prostitution for women and a gateway to prostitution for buying women. All right.
2: For buying women.
1: Uh, the Office of National Statistics calculates that full-service prostitution, oh, contributed $6.1 billion to the British economy last year. Huh. Well, I mean, I guess if you could just, you know, lose $6 billion, do that. All right. Uh, however, uh, the income after costs to the people involved in prostitution is about 24% of the gross, meaning that 75% of the gross income goes on costs. What are these costs? Because you just said OnlyFans is low barrier entry. Oh, oh, here we go. Most of these so-called costs are effectively protection money to pimps, brothel owners, and commercial sex websites.
2: I can't even decipher that <laughs> sentence. I don't know if I just turned stupid for a second.
1: No, they're saying that 75% of sex workers' income goes to protection money to pimps, brothel owners, and commercial sex web- websites, which is also weird because I don't believe you have to pay to post on OnlyFans and most sex workers
2: do not have pimps. And then and then again, seventy-five percent show me some paperwork. Did you uncover some documents? Did Glenn <laughs> Greenwald get another Edward Snowden link? No. Is that no. is that what happened is Snowden leaking them? Go ahead, Snowman. No. My goodness. No. Now I'm a Russian asset. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Um, and now they have another hyperlink for this, but it's, uh, I'm not seeing numbers. I'm just scrolling quickly off the top. I'm not actually seeing, uh, numbers here. That's just how many, um, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just going to go ahead because I'm not going to read the whole hyperlink, but they've lied so many times. I'm just going to comfortably say that they're also lying about this. Uh, you one know, as well. they, they
2: use the word many. Yes. So that is kind of a number. <laughs> many. Like, many is whatever number you want it to be. It's kind of like when some guys from Queens, New York get jobs in D.C. and they say things like, there's a lot of problems, all <laughs> sorts of problems, all sorts of problems. And problems is just whatever the listener wants them to be. <laughs>
1: Uh, given that the profits can be made through the exploitation of women's prostitution and other forms of sexual exploitation, it is no surprise that there are powerful voices arguing for prostitution's purported benefits and calling for the full decriminalization of the industry, just as the tobacco and asbestos industries promoted their dangerous and damaging products and argued for no restrictions on their sale for many years. Apparently, selling pussy is like selling asbestos,
2: okay? God, you're so right to call this stuff Gish Gallop. Like. I couldn't hear the rest (laughs) of the sentences. No, I want to talk about the first, what was that first one? That was the whole, that was all one sentence. Ah, these Patton (laughs) Oswalt run-on sentences.
1: (sighs) Given the profits that can be made through the exploitation of women's prostitution and other forms of sexual exploitation, it is no surprise that there are powerful voices arguing for prostitution's... No.
2: No, there are not. What powerful voice? which one <laughs> the corporate pimps obviously what is it that that, that oh, over there is, is it that 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 uh, that british bloke and all is it that prince harry feller <laughs> no right it's not it's not that 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 ginger feller it's not him no it's not him who is the powerful person <laughs> is it someone on the supreme court an appellate court no is it someone that owns so many stocks and we don't know who they are there's only like what, 30 or so? I don't know how many billionaires are on the planet, but it's oh, not that like many. Like 100, I think. About, is it one of them? Is it uh is it Elon and his musky space boots? No. Who is the And I mean and cuz they use the word powerful, so that's somebody who like if they want it to be, they can, you know, pull certain levers here and there and get, like, a um, a court decision they want or legislation they want or an executive order they want via, whether it's a governor or um, uh, out of D.C. somewhere. Like, power. Who is that? And again, like we said earlier in this very long episode of Swap, this is an unusually <laughs> long episode. Oh, my God, is this long. <laughs> I just looked at the time. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, like, we said in the beginning, they would be blasting that Evidence yes. in your face. Yes. Always lying. Just like when um on other programs, Phoenix Colida talks about at uh I think it was your middle school or junior high school where the anti abortion folks put up oh, all the wacky yeah. fake pictures. Yeah. Yeah. It's goofy. They um, have to
1: lie. They have to lie. Uh so apparently there's powerful voices. We don't know who they are. <laughs> and obviously they're not that powerful if they still haven't won yet.
2: Yeah. Like They're not doing their job very well. Yeah, my goodness. Um, And they said the most powerful.
1: So uh, there are powerful voices arguing for prostitutions, purported benefits, and calling for the full decriminalization of the industry. Just as the tobacco and asbestos industries? Like, why are you comparing? First, we were, what was it? Raw materials? Now we're, like, cancer. Tobacco and asbestos. Now we're we're cancer-causing chemicals. Like, how many ways can you say you have utter disdain for sex workers? Yeah. What? Uh, however, these vested interests in the prostitution industry do not end with third parties directly involved from women's prostitution. There are also many businesses and individuals underpinning the sexual exploitation industry, the sexual exploitation industry, really, uh, such as the banking and IT industries that provide essential infrastructure in individuals like taxi drivers and security guards. It's the taxi driver's fault now?
2: Yeah? What? Because look at what Uber did to their industry. They had to switch it up. <laughs> they had to switch it now up. Now they're taxi pimps. Everybody knows this. And
1: I also want to point out that they're saying that like banking um is part of this. Banks will cut you off if you've done sex work with absolutely no notice and keep your money. What the fuck are y'all talking about? no
2: no, to my understanding, I have the inside track. MasterCard is all about that sex work. No treble. No treble.
1: Uh, there are also NGOs who are funded to undertake HIV and harm, pre- harm prevention work, which are typically focused on the distribu- uh, distribution of condoms and possibly tea and sympathy. Tea and sympathy.
2: Basically, no. saying
1: that NGOs do nothing.
2: No, when we hit the block with like those little care packages, we don't have tea, and I don't have any idea how we would distribute sympathy. <laughs> Like, I don't know, like, do you wrap it in a napkin? How in the blue hell are you <laughs> distributing sympathy? Well, you know. Somebody somebody, tell me that one. I don't know where the little baggies are that you're packing sympathy in. Uh, yeah.
1: uh, such NGOs have a vested interest in the maintenance of the status quo, rather than bringing about an end to the entire system of prostitution, which would make their lucrative roles redundant. Uh, I don't get... Okay, yeah. I get... I get paid less than pretty much everybody else in my industry for what my title is. Like, my, co- my co-worker and I, my colleague and I. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, where you think all this money's coming from, but it's not on our side. It's on
2: y'all's side. I don't know. Some pretty snazzy stretch pants you got there.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, like, $12 pants from Walmart. Okay.
2: Yeah, we'll do- don't you have a microwave? I do have a microwave. We're going to do Bill O'Reilly talking points now. <laughs> mm, I, have a, I have a refrigerator, too. Mm. that's right. Mm. Uh,
1: then there are the Belle de Jour types who have carved out a niche for themselves, glamorizing their reality. Why the fuck do you have to go after Brooke? Come on now.
2: Wait, again?
1: Uh, Belle du Jour. That was um, a blog that was uh, around a few years ago. It was written by uh, Dr. Brooke. Uh, I'm going to say Magnati. Because I'm, like, trying to remember how it's spelled. Magnotti, maybe? But anyways, uh, she did sex work and basically, like, wrote a blog about it, and it was called Belle de Jour. Hmm. So, like, that's a direct swipe at her in particular. Um, And then the academics and researchers who produce the studies that insist prostitution is a normal job and simply requires the implementation of effective labor laws, and it is a woman's right to choose it. It We
2: do simply say that.
1: It does require effective labor laws. Thank you. Yeah. Um... They finally said something true. I like it. Many governments enjoy the tax revenues and increased GDP that the industry brings, and the way that prostitutions roll as a last-ditch option for destitute women absolves them of providing proper social security to women. The UK is no exception to this. Okay, well then go get mad at them and get them social security nets popping. I'm just saying. Get the social security nets popping then. Uh, and of course, there are men. We know not all men are sex buyers, but all men know prostitution is available to them anytime they need their ego built up or to offload their
2: frustration. They, <laughs> bad, I can't. It not all men has been like the example of a red flag. <sighs> Ever since Elliot Roger went out there and did his thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, right. I want to get into the graphic details of that. I'm pretty sure folks listen to a program like this know about that. Yeah. And how, and it was actually not all men. Cause I remember this. I had very recently met Phoenix Collider and Phoenix Collider's name and not all men were both <laughs> trending on Facebook Because I joke you not, as far as like that becoming like the thing that it is now, no joke. Phoenix Collider's now deleted Facebook page, Zucked to Hell, was ground zero. That thread was where it was like, y'all are just not going to stop saying not all men. Not all men. You got, you had like 20, 50,000 shares. Like it was
1: wild. Yeah, it was a, it was
2: a time. Yeah, I think we were on the telephone too and you were like, I'm getting so many notifications. (laughs) I need to hang up. We had to get off the phone. I still remember that night. Yeah, Uh Uh that was ill. So yeah, not all men, uh uh-uh. You just waved like the pirate's red flag. (laughs) My good. like I think the black pearl is coming. Davy Jones, really? Yeah, there were more red, fl- there were fewer
1: red flags in Soviet Russia, really. Um, <laughs> but all men know that prostitution is available to them anytime they need their ego built up or someone to offload their frustration on.
2: What, in the heck?
1: <laughs> So
2: what is your deal? <laughs>
1: they hate everybody, and at some level, they know that prostitution shores up the inequality between men and women, from which they derive considerable benefit, just like the prevalence of rape and sexual
2: harassment does. They swing between third wave and dorkiness like it ain't no thang.
1: Mm-hmm. As many women have been trained since the womb to put men's needs before their own, uh, understand that the best way to assure their own interests is to keep the men around them sweet, even when that means acting against the best interests of women in general. Ah, the, who was it? McKinnon? Who said that, like... I've heard that name. Uh, she's like an anti, uh, anti-porn anti activist researcher or whatever. Mm. But I believe she was the one who had the quote that was something like... Um, like once prostitution is finally ended, like round up all the prostitutes and you know put the they get the wall basically. That's
2: why I know that name.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what. It's in their best interest to keep the men around them sweet, even that when that means acting against the best interests of women in general. So women are gender traitors. To cool. keep
2: the men around them sweet. That's what sex workers are doing. It, yeah, yeah nah. That's. So what you? So what? You know, yeah, I, ha- I have no, re- yeah. I have no rebuttal to that. I've, well, I've got- yeah, because it's so,
1: um like, contradictory. Because on the one hand, they're saying, like, these men are abusive and ab- hurting these women. And now you're saying, like, these women are keeping them sweet? Like, he's not being sweet if he's abusing you. And you said he's abusing you. So, like, what? Fine,
2: fine, fine. Yeah, and, like, we've mentioned this before, like, years ago, several times over, really, that you notice how people like this they say these very stupid things with full confidence, chest out, mm-hmm. in your face, yeah. And then you look stupid because you're stammering trying to respond to that nonsense. Yeah. And the onlooking audience is like, well, I must go with the fascist because they're, they, you know, they, they're comporting themselves. Mm-hmm. They're serious. And look at this person over here that's just like scoffing and making faces. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's just that ridiculous. Uh, It is therefore likely that in many arenas, a majority of people have a conflict of interest that makes them susceptible to the message of the ideologically extreme lobby groups and NGOs, that prostitution is a normal job, that full decriminalization of the industry and... Oh, no. Full decriminalization of the industry, including pimping, no, 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 and no. First of all, sex work is work, and sex work is sex work. Human trafficking, which is pimping, is already a crime. So even if you decriminalized all prostitution offenses, guess what's still illegal?
2: Human fucking
1: trafficking.
2: No, I'm gonna make an anti-lynching bill.
1: (sighs) (laughs) Make an anti-lynching bill, because actually murder is not illegal, really, so. (sighs) Okay, Uh, and is safer for the women involved, and that the Nordic model increases dangers, it does, and that all sex worker-led groups, in quotes, Ah. are calling for full decriminalization. We are. (laughs) Oh my god, there's actually like so much more and I can't do it.
2: I yeah, can't do we, it. we we're already like at the hour and that's like, like normally what we do all together cuz I have I'm, to edit I'm, in the morning. I'm
1: not even kidding when I tell you I'm only like halfway through this fucking thing.
2: Part 2. <sighs> Part 2. Let's bring it back. Well, yeah, let, let's uh yeah, let, let's just bring it on back and um Whew! Yeah, folks. It is 2024. I hope you like hearing Phoenix Kileter doing this stuff. I have dedicated 10 years of my life <laughs> to trying to get more people hearing Phoenix Collider say words about things. And really, I wonder if I go, cause it is February now. Yes. And I think that was, this was probably like around this time, February, March was like the first time that a uh, Phoenix Collider was a guest on my little, uh, program. When I like when my program just started making enough money to do two hour shows, mm-hmm. $50 a month <laughs> was how much it was. And it was like I basically made enough to have a $10 profit mm-hmm. and to pay for more, um, uh, you know, web space to record and broadcast. Yeah. And that was 2024. And Phoenix Collider is good at this. Like, even better. I think physical leader you start out good because you're already articulate. You're already a nerdy reader, researcher, fact checker, you know, cross-referencer. Right? Like, you're already doing that, so you're already gonna do a good job, but now listen to physical leader. Physical leader's like, what? Yeah, of here. there's a lot of style to it. You know, like, has articles ready, does show prep, still denies that word, but does show prep. And yeah, fuck. As you say, I'm proud of you, nigga. Like, well, that's what you, you. got to say. Like, it's fucking... It's an ill 10 years. Let's go for 10, 20, 50 fucking more. Let's go. Uh, folks, yeah, keep tuning in. Phoenix Cleader is going to keep doing this stuff. And uh, and watch out. Phoenix Collider is going to start doing a D-17, to Dece- December 17th program yes. uh, starting tomorrow because this was only supposed to be about... <laughs> 15 to 20 minutes. supposed <laughs> much shorter. Yeah. And it's like, I still have to do stuff. It's not like, I get like, people are like, what? You yeah, do a podcast? You can do that? I have a job in the day. <laughs> and then I have to do the cat litter. I do the laundry. Yeah, but uh,
1: it's not exploitation because it's not sex work.
2: Whew. <laughs> Let's see. So between podcast work and this work, and what time is it right now?
1: Uh, three twenty.
2: Yeah, I'm a, I'm at my 12 hours now. Now, if I uh was doing sex work, you know, I think uh, you yeah, know, I'm I'm a I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot high. I'm gonna shoot high. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm, I'm 800 an hour. 800 an hour. Minimum two hours, baby. Min- I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> there, there. Someone no. put the Facebook tag group "men overestimating <laughs> their market value." <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and do it. Right, but like I but at, at the type of rates that one might be able to negotiate, I could have done a two hour day mm-hmm. and probably got double what I got for uh twisting riches and smacking bins together. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. know, so and respect the sex workers. Sex workers are workers they're and also like and I I trip on that, too. I was thinking about this earlier today. Now I'm just on a tangent that's not related to Swap. Mm -hmm. But just, like, I try to slow down, and this is just me and myself. This is not for you to listen or physically. This is me. is saying folks or people that work, Mm -hmm. right? Because, like, you're not born worker, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You're just, you're born human. And then you happen to be born into a situation where... Apparently a capitalist, imperialist, sex worker, international conglomerate <laughs> forces you into capitalism and you have to work. Nah. And they're just folks that are forced to work. Yes. Yeah. Not workers. But I do get it why you would say workers, right? Shorthand, quick. People know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, I'm tangenting too much. Mm-hmm. Please be as safe as possible wherever you are. And whenever you see Phoenix Collider's name on something, click it. You're going to see words worth reading or you're going to hear words worth listening to. I would know. I hear Phoenix Collider all day. And I'm always like, I've never heard of that shit before. (laughs) How the fuck do you know so many things?
1: (laughs) I was reading 10,000 books a day or whatever.
2: What the fuck? Oh, Jesus. That guy. Every year, I read 3,000 books. You know, these niggles, (laughs) Cedric the Entertainer's stealing my jokes. And it... Like, you're all practicing stolen valor at this point, Bucko. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) alright yeah I actually used to wonder if I was just like super ignorant and uncultured and it's like no Phoenix Collider just super brain human and (laughs) it's unfair for I think most of us to compare ourselves to Phoenix Collider so don't let listening to Phoenix Collider give you imposter syndrome you are knuff oh (laughs) (laughs) we're having a good time over here buddy (laughs) I like this episode (laughs) Keep tuning in. Swapusa.org slash donate. Kick something over. Leave a note. Leave a comment on the program if you hear it. I'm looking at the numbers. There's you, there's folks that are tuning in regularly. There's a base level of listeners. Leave comments. I'll comment back. I'll be like, hey, what's cracking, homie? You know, and we could chat. All right? All right? That's it. No more tangents. Stop. No more tangents. Yeah. It was too fast.